This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. We are live on this gorgeous Sunday morning. Our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item or a collection and you're curious about its real-time market value, you can call in right now. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. So whether you have... You know, gold coins or broken gold jewelry or silver coins or silver spoons or uh, comic books from the 1960s or video games that you want to get rid of or an old collection of uh, gasoline signs in your basement. Or maybe you got an old tractor, you don't even know what to do with it. In studio, I have two guys who have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically identifying the value that other people overlook. They've been on TV for it. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and also A&E's Northern Treasures. You can find episodes on Netflix as well as regular TV. And, of course, you know them from this show as well, Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. Good morning. How you doing? How Not bad. Going? How you doing? Great, as usual. We had a great week this week. I like it. Oh, this sounds good. No, no, we did. Well, one thing, I like when something comes to completion. Bogart and I, we tackled a house that was absolutely full. You couldn't move in this house. And we got it from can't move in the house to sold. Not for sale, mm-hmm. sold all within five weeks. Wow, it's pretty good. Oh, no, pretty good. No, and we weren't in charge of the last part, but I mean everything. And we have another house, and the, and they got everything they want. They want a short closing date. They want they want just no conditions. They just want it gone. And they want hands off as well. Yeah. So you handle everything from we marketing. Handled, what, what did you do? An estate sale, an open house? What was it? What did no, no. Be? We just, we bought everything. We took everything out. No, we didn't have time. We didn't have time. We had a garage sale there. We didn't have the time uh, because we wanted to take advantage of the market right now. This had to be gone now. Gotcha. Okay. In fact, the closing date, I think, is in two weeks. Wow. So they're getting their cash from a problem. Paul, what do we do to thank you? Yeah. Yeah. Ka-ching. Pretty <laughs> you know, fast. Yeah. No, no. And they're happy. We're happy. And, and I, we did another one where the, the closing date's a little bit longer. They actually want to stay in their house. Okay. What do they want to empty of the contents and start from scratch? Are they renovate? No, they're 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 culling off the top, but they want to sell the house and stay and rent it back. So oh, some investors want to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're working on that as well, but it's that's a little bit harder. But I'm sure yeah, we're they want a reverse mortgage type of situation. Yeah. Well, why can't we do that? We, that we, just we, narrows the field. This is, I always tell people this that. Uh, when it comes to real estate, like if you're just selling a three-bedroom, three-bath house, then yeah. you're fine. That's 90% of the market. Yeah. If you're selling a duplex or anything weird like that, you're in the other 5 to 10% yeah. of the market. So it just takes 100 potential buyers that are in the market right now down to like five. Yeah, but yeah. we make everything presentable. Mm-hmm. But my story, I'm going to tell you this week, I had a week where I met someone. You know how I talk about people writing down stuff? Tell me the story. Yes. Okay, so I'm at one. I'm going to call her... Uh, um, 
Marvel, no, Mavis the Mystery Lady, because I don't want to use her real name. But it was kind of funny. She comes along, and uh, I'm buying some stuff and stuff, and she says something. You know, Paul, you made me smile this week. Because I started, I went to an item, she started writing her story, what she was going to do, it, and she said it brought back memories that made her smile. But I didn't get the item, okay? But it was just a ni- the nice interaction that she said, it was nice that I wouldn't have thought about doing this. She might have you know, looked at it and still smiled. Right. But now she won't sell it to me because it makes her smile. But I thought about this, and I said, you know what I'm going to do this week? Now, this is crazy, and I haven't thought this is half-baked. Okay, Bogart, I'm going to need Bogart to help me with this, and my wife's helped me a little bit with it. I'm going to, I want people to write an essay about what makes them smile and send it in to me on my website, okay? Or even, I, I haven't talked to Moses about sending it in here. I want people to write just, and I'm going to give away $100 to the best one in after Christie. Well, what are you looking for, though? What if somebody just has a rinky-dink item, but it means a ton no, of them, no, and there's no. a lot of emotional value? It's not that. I want... This is going to be an essay with no rules. I actually just... The idea, I just want people... Uh, write an essay what makes them feel good that day, whether it made them feel good 50 years ago. So what, not relating to an item, just in general? Just in general. Okay. And no, because I, I think that we want to think about this a little bit. You're okay. on a happy movement. I, you might get a lot of X-rated notes. No, 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 no. I don't want, no. I want, okay, I don't want to have any rules about it, but I want to have, you can write us a, 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 a thousand words or 500 words on what you like about Toronto, what you like about what your life right now, what you like about what you're doing. And I know it's not related to my show. But the idea of this person smiling this week and what she said to me, it says, you know, this is not a bad idea if I get more people to write about what makes them happy a tiny bit. And it can just be on the back of the, the photo or whatever it is. I know you think I'm crazy right now. No, but I'm willing, I'm, willing to give, I'm willing to give away money. And my wife is going to be help, help me judge it. She's got a blog where she has people come on. They talk about what makes them happy. And this is partly what kind of... Put it all together. So next week, I'll have all the rules. There will be no rules. Nice. But we'll have when they can get paid, okay? And I, I, I just want, I don't want to have books. If someone goes on and what makes them smile and they turn it into a Pulitzer Prize, I'd like a little bit of acknowledgement at the end. But I'd like people just to write a little short story. And they can look around. They look around the house. Even when they're thinking about what they're selling, think about the house and, and memories and what makes them smile. Okay. I like it. This is part of your broader story to make sure that you attach notes to these items so that if you ever pass on and your loved ones don't know the story, they go, well, why did Grandma keep that old-timey phone? She doesn't know the story. It came from Hitler's bunker, and your grandfather's the one who stormed it, or what? You know, some big, big moment like that that's lost in time, and it just looks like an old piece of junk now, or something like that. You need the story. Talk about junk? Here. People who are that is junky. Yes. What is Hold that? On. Bogart, how do you, you even like? How do you even make that? Like I don't understand. This is what's what called a memory it? pot. If people were looking at us, if the camera sees this right now, this is someone. This is what was important to them in whatever year this is, 1955, 1960. So and it's a tea kettle that's been covered in some sort of uh, material like a Play-Doh, and then they stuck things like coins and thumbnails, thumbtacks yeah. in it, and a little skull and a golf tee. And a little clock. Can you use it? It looks it's, like trench art is what it does. Yeah, yeah it, it looks it, like trench art. It's what made them happy at the time. Unfortunately, the person is passed on. I couldn't find the story behind it. But there's three shell? of them. Is that a snail shell attached to it? 
Oh, anything. I don't think that... Is that thing sanitized? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. This is like my, my essay contest. There are no rules. When you're making one of these, you just do whatever makes you happy. But this is probably going to be worth 75 to to $100. Yeah. It, I mean, it looks well organized. So yeah. this was a thing. People would buy a tea kettle and cover it in like a cement plasticine and then stick yeah. stuff to it? Before TV and radio, we used to do stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there was what was called the Saturday Evening Girls. Okay. And they would decorate pottery. Uh, and before TV, you get a bunch of blank pottery and paint flowers on it. And a lot of wives or the women in the village would get together and decorate the pottery. Huh. Okay. And we find it. I call it Saturday Night uh, Saturday Night Art. It's not made by a company. They actually got blanks. They got white blank uh, pieces of pottery and painted scenes or painted. And some people are better than others. So you can tell this is, this is not very well done or this is really, really well done. You know. But people did this. Before TV, before radio, before what we're talking on right now. Where did the uh, Franken tea kettle come from, the Frankenstein tea kettle? This came out of Brampton, and there's three others. And we're, it's just... Uh, it's fascinating, I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah, it is. there's lots to see. Someone's going to love this, and this is what... But this it's is funky, a case of, it's funky. It's in the right place in, like, Liberty Village area. Someone will pay you top dollar for it because it's funky and old. Yes, and they'll make up their own story. Or someone will see this and make their own teapot up. Instead of writing their story, they'll do a story like this. <laughs> and they plug it. And what I was hoping to be some diamonds or something on here, but there's not. Hold okay. on. Let's get to some housekeeping. Okay, okay. So Paul Kenny, you know from Stores Wars Canada, of course, this show, Consignment Heroes, we're live on Zoom Radio. And Bogart Kenny, of course. They have a store that they operate. It's in, uh, it's on Young Street, just north of Richmond Hill. Yeah. Or just north of Major McKenzie in Major. Richmond Hill. The actual address is 10,341 Young Street. We talk about you guys doing entire estate sales. Everything from the silverware to... The old bed yeah. frames. You guys handle it, and you get houses ready for the market, for the open yeah. market. You'll also get them, and many times, tens of thousands for the contents along the way. Yes. If you're downsizing, if you've lost a loved one and you don't know what to do with this giant property, you want to call a consultant like him to come and help you out. The store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. The actual address, 10,341 Young Street. You can call the store during regular business hours, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. Our first caller is Elizabeth in Burlington. Elizabeth, good morning. Good morning. What do you have? I have a cup and saucer. Excuse me. It is cobalt blue. Okay. All kinds of flowers on the inside. It does have a little signature on the inside. It looks like, I'm not sure it's T.A. or G.A. Bailey. Bailey, it's Ainsley. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on the back, it's an Ainsley, yep. and there's a number. Oh, the number doesn't matter. Three, three. Okay, it'll matter what. Now, it's funny you say that. One of my callers from last week, and we went down and saw them, they have um, 10, 10 key teacups, 10 or 12, something like this. It'll probably come out to around, oh, three to $4,000. What? It might be only 2000 but I think we'll get to 3000 For 10 teacups? For 10 key cu- teacups. Oh, these the are... backbone of this whole show is extra- extravagantly know. expensive teacups. No, but we try, this, this whole idea of the whole show is to tell people, everyone knows that they got a Picasso that's worth money. Right. They don't know how much money, but they know it's worth money. But it's the other stuff they don't think about, okay? Now, your your um, depends on how big the flower is. If it's a cabbage rose and it's all over go, all over inside, it's probably going to be worth between 50 and $350. How much? Between 50 and 350 I have to heavens. see it. Well, 
No, that's cash. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> no, but there's sometimes your cup and saucer is going to be worth more than your whole set of china. Mm-hmm. Like this, this other folks I was in, I said they had a whole shelf of Roald Dalton's. I said, well, that shelf's might be worth two hundred. Well, that's a nice thing to know. Yeah, now, if you send off a picture to me, perfect, we can help you on this. Or don't let somebody come in your house and give you 10 bucks for it, okay? And don't drop it either. Yeah. Be very now, careful. Now, what you can do to test it ahead of time, you take a pen, a pen and you ding it. <laughs> on the side, Wait, if it you, rings. You dinged one of our cups here? No. It sounded as flat as could be. What does it sound like if it's good quality? It sound, it'll ring like a bell. Like ring? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. All right. Okay, but you might have some other items. If you've got one like that, the other name to look for is Paragon. Okay, or Shelly. You're going to have people like breaking their cups and saucers. No, no, I, I actually, now I'm thinking about this. This is not, not a good, good, not a good it's idea. It's like an 80s movies, right? When you, you, they'd get, you know, da- wet their finger and then go around the rim of a champagne glass yeah. or a wine glass to see if it's actually crystal. Is that true, by the way? Will that work? Yeah. Oh, Will. Oh, How yeah. about that? Our next caller is Bill in Grimsby. Bill, good morning. You're live on Zoomer Radio. This is Consignment Heroes. Yeah, hello. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Yes, I have some um, artifacts from the Second World War and First World War. Okay. Okay, uh, what I'm looking at right now, I have a German SS helmet. Uh, Okay, now here's where we have to verify this, because there's a lot of reproductions out there, okay? Okay. Um, And a lot of people just flat out won't deal with it. No, no, I'm going to... See, here's the problem. Not the problem, but I can advise you on it. It can be worth if it's a genuine SS helmet between seven and twelve thousand dollars. Does that make you happy? Seven and twelve thousand. Yeah, if it's much gen- more. Yeah. But we have to verify. Now, there's a couple of things we have to do here. I had, I had a lady yeah. last week who said she had one. It wasn't. It was a Bulgarian military helmet, right. or military police. If it's right. an SS helmet, the de- it'll have to match up uh, the insides. It'll have to be verified. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. As a regular German helmet, uh, five to seven hundred SS is a whole different. Because if you got caught with an SS helmet during World War II, you were shot immediately. Okay. So people didn't keep them, even as mementos. They didn't. And it's something hard to. They don't want hide. the affiliation. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, no. But if the SS, another SS guy got you, and you got yeah, caught of course. With it. Of or course. if you got caught with a Luger, and there's certain guns and stuff. But if this is genuine, um. We have to verify it. It's just like if I had had um, uh, an autograph or something like that. If it's authentic, you can get money for it. Uh And I can point you in the right direction and help you out with this. Now, what other items do you have? Hello? Hello? Oh, what other items? What other other things do you have? Uh, I have um, uh, a green um, cloth, and it has a gold... Um, um, rim around it. It looks like it's off uh, officer's uh, braid. Okay. And a, and a cap tally from Panzerschiff Sherman Gorman. Can I ask where you got these? Admiral Graf Spee oh. and Panzerschiff Deutschland. Okay. Now and, and there's a bunch of uh, uh, badges sewn on it too. Okay. My, under, my understanding was this was uh, taken off German war prisoners. They used to make them up and sell them for packages of cigarettes. Okay. Now, <laughs> the Graf's Bay, um, I got a trivia question for everyone out there. <laughs> Graf's Bay sunk nine ships. How many people do you think were killed when they sunk nine ships? 
And they did a movie about this after the war. It's pretty yeah, grim. Is it yeah. zero? Zero. Good. No, they actually sunk nine ships and nobody was killed. Um, and when um, I happen to know the Graf Spey story, the Graf Spey, um, the admiral, the captain of the ship, said actually went out to the crew and said, "You guys are all too young to die," and they scuttled the ship. Yeah. They thought there was more ships out there than there was. It was a mm-hmm. pocket battleship. It was it, the, the armament was very light, but it was very fast. It was a sister ship to the Bismarck. Right. And it did the South Atlantic, where the Bismarck was the North Atlantic. So anything to do with the Graf Bay, I would be intensely interested in. Okay. Uh, because it was most, there was, um, on the Graf Bay, most of the Marine guys were not Nazis in the same way. They were just seamen. Okay. Right. And it was, and they were military, and I don't know it's propaganda. But they did a movie after the war on this. But any of the stuff that you're talking about, I would, if you can give your name to uh, Sebastian here, I would love to talk to you about it and give you some advice on on selling it. Okay. Uh-huh. And okay. but the biggest thing is going to be authenticity. Okay. And it's going to be. And you don't have to tell your story now, but I'd love to know what the story is behind this, and this uh-huh. is going to help me. Okay. Okay. I right. need the story. Thanks this for the is the case. We need the story. Bill, okay. we're going to put you on hold. We have uh, Ainsley Moores and uh, Sebastian Hearn as producers. We'll grab your information so you guys can connect after the show. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live this Sunday afternoon at uh, the Zoomer Radio Zoomer Plex. And our phone lines are open. If you have a rare or interesting item or a collection of something and you're wondering what its value is, maybe you want to part with it, maybe you want to consign it. Well, we got two guys in studio who deal with this stuff every day of their lives. It is what they do. It is Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny, and they have a store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. So right on Young, north of Major McKenzie at 10,341 Young Street. Our next caller, by the way, is Lori in Cambridge. Lori, good morning. Hi, it's Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine. Okay. Um, I have just some pottery from Canada. It's Meadowcroft pottery, and it's orange and... Metalcraft or Medalta? Pardon me? Is it Metalcraft or Medalta? It's Metalcraft or Metalcroft. I can't read it very well. Anyway, there's four mugs and a okay. cream and sugar with a lid and sugar, you know, sugar balls, a lid and a spoon. The Metalcraft. I'm trying to think where that, that sounds like a 1960s. I'm mentioning yeah, Medalta because right. Medalta was out of uh, Western uh, Medicine Hat, and it was very, very collectible, very plain, but very collectible. It had the... Uh, on the back, you can tell it's got the little guy. It looks like a little sombrero on it. No, it has nothing like okay. that. Okay. The metal craft is probably 1960s. Um, it's like your um, Blue Mountain Pottery. Right. Okay. And okay. It will, it'll get $5, $10, I'll, And the problem is it used to be a little bit more collectible, but there's a lot of it coming onto the market right now. Oh. I should tell you a story. But my, my mother, Bogart's grandmother, we used to go always get her Blue Mountain Pottery. When we go and, you know, you go on a class trip or you do all this stuff, um, later on in life, we found out she didn't like it. <laughs> and oh, we dear. sold it all. I know. Should we, we had a house full of like 200 people. This is a little different. It's orange. And, um, yeah. So $5 for the set? Uh, maybe a bit more. Orange is a nice color. And when they're looking for that 1960s bright colors? Yes. Okay, so it might go 15, 20. It'll be whatever you get for it. If someone gives you 50, take the money and check outside for cops because you robbed them. Okay? <laughs> okay. Thanks very much. You're Thanks welcome. for your call. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio. If you have a rare, interesting item or an entire collection or an entire basement of stuff and you're wondering how to get rid of it, well, we got two guys in studio who specialize in identifying the value of many of these unknown collectibles. So whether you have uh, old athletics equipment or autographs, rock star autographs, 
athletic uh, or sports star autographs, whatever you have. If you think it has some special value, maybe it's a rare photo of a rare moment in time. Who knows? Uh, you can call this show right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, there's a toll-free number. It's one 866 740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live and our phone lines are open, ready to serve you about your stuff. Our number is 416-360-0740. In studio with Paul Kenny, Bogart Kenny, and me, Ben Mercer. Our next caller, by the way, is on line one. His name's Bob, and he's calling from Oakville. Bob, good morning. Good morning. What do you got? Well, I got a... I got a vase for the flowers, and uh, the vase from my mother passed away. And when you when you flip on the bottom, it says Vienna, sixteen eighty. I'm driving, so I don't remember. And I was always wondering, is it that old? No, no. Sixteen eighty would be a painter's mark or a Stalin number. If it said Vienna, it'll probably be made after it. Vienna, if uh, it'll be made after nineteen eighteen ninety to nineteen twenty. Uh, if it said made in Vienna, it'll be after 1920. Um, and anything made before that would be using the, the German name, I mean, the Austrian name for Vienna, which is um, Wiems. So hmm. they won't say Vienna. If it's, if it's said in English, it's meant for the English. If it's Vienna is in English, in the English word, it's made for no, the North American not. market. It's, it's, it's in a German. Okay. Yeah, but it's and made. It says eighteen, uh, no, sixteen eighty something four or eight. Yeah, it, yeah, something like that will be a model number or a shape number. Now, there's a lot oh, of good. There's a lot of stuff that comes out of it that's good. Um, in, in Austria, had a lot of like Austrian crystals, Austrian glass, Austrian. You know, for a small country, I think the population of Austria is only like eight million. Now, today, and there's an amazing amount of stuff that comes out of there that's very, very collectible. The vase will have to be, it depends. If it's a vase, if it's under $50, we're going to call it a vase. If it's over $50, we call them a vase. Okay? So, all right. it'll all depend on the image that's on it and what the colors are and the size of it. Okay? Yes. And we have to know the manufacturer. Just make knowing where something is made is not enough to give it a value. We have to know who made it, and that's what people collect. Just think about it. if you're on if you were going to buy something on the internet, you're not going to say Vienna vase. You're going to say the maker of the vase 
and uh, and that'll bring it up. Uh, yeah, but so we just need more it. info. That's all. Okay. All right. By the way, I love that guy's accent. I could listen to that guy talk all day. Thank you. I love it. Okay. It's like seductive to listen to. Our next caller is Kim in Grimsby. Kim, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Pretty good. And what do you have? Um, I have actually three. Um, I think they're they're Confederate money. It says Confederate States of America on it okay. from 1863, 64, and 65. Okay, what's the size huh? of them? The size? Size. Um, well, they're 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 bigger than. Uh, okay, this is good. Okay. Okay. Because in 1962, tops. Um, the gum company who makes your baseball cards made out Confederate money. It looked exactly like the other stuff, but was smaller. Okay? Your mm-hmm. Confederate money, We the book on Confederate money, even though they only made it for uh, for five years there, or four years, is about a thousand pages thick. Okay? Wow. And mm-hmm. we, can, we can look up every individual bill. They actually know it all right now. And there's examples. Some examples, only 20 or 30 examples of, of around today, because mm-hmm. after the war, it was like paper, so no one could use it, so they just threw it away. Um, it depends. Are your small denominations or big denominations? Um, one says five hundred dollars. The other what? one says ten dollars, and the other one says fifty. Okay. Are they all dated sixty-two or sixty-three or sixty-four? One is uh, eighteen sixty-three, eighteen sixty-four, and it looks like eighteen sixty-five. Okay. I'd actually have to see him. I, I have a book. I don't have it with me right here today, but uh, I can ID the exact bill and give you an exact value depending on the condition it's in. If right. you're going to bring them into my store, just put them in a, in a book. Uh, the mm-hmm. easiest way to transport bills like this is put them in a book. Don't fold them. Don't crease them. Don't do anything. Just put them in, put one in one page, split another 20 pages, put another one in, and then another 20 pages, put another one in. That way okay. they will not get any further damage as you bring them into my store. Okay. Well, they they have been folded. I mean, to me, they're if they're this old, they're in pretty good shape. But they, my mother, they weren't belong to my mother, so she had folded them. So I don't know. Any yeah. idea how your mom got her hands on them? No, I never discussed it for a long time. I don't really remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, because no. you got even a big denomination. I mean, that seems insane. Who would get their hands on something like that? Because you're talking about. Money that's a defunct currency that was meant to sort of keep them going. Right around this area, you get the story of the greenback as well. Yeah. That's Abraham Lincoln printing with a greenback money that has no debt attached to it, that has no value for exchange or whatever. And they just gambled as well and just printed Monopoly money and hoped for the best and gave it out to the soldiers. (laughs) I I mean, it really is a fascinating moment in history. Oh, yeah. 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 If you look at the top of the bill, it'll say, this can be redeemed after the war. Yeah, well, was or something say, like that. Even now, we refer to the U.S. dollar as the greenback. Yeah, but yeah. they weren't backed in greed until the Abraham Lincoln needed to do that. So, and it was all just money needed to pay soldiers. Yeah, it wasn't. And they even, all just sort of went along with it. Well, it's it's like in God. It wasn't even in God we trust. No, yeah, it was a different story. And I think it wasn't until like uh, JFK got in that they actually um, redeemed the money and exchanged. You know, like they got account of all the money that was printed during that era and sort of took inventory of it and cashed it out with the new supply. Yeah, because it was right. just like alien money that was floating around out there. Well, a lot of it, a lot of our listeners out there will know that we used to have bills that were put out by the banks. the the uh, The Bank of Commerce mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. out a bill. The Bank of Montreal put out a bill. Well, the, our governments kept track of all. They all they know all the ones that have been handed into them. That's they right. Know how many bank are out notes? There. That's but right. Some of those we have one right now that's worth about three thousand dollars. That was put wow. put out by the Bank of Toronto. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't even know we had a bank of Toronto. Well, I know we had banks here. No, that th- they made notes that circulate. I know what you're yeah. saying, because it all looks like Canadian Tire money. When you look back at it now, yeah. you're like, really? People would buy into this? This is crazy. I'd like to see these, and I'd like to see on the other side, and hopefully they're authentic, okay? Because I'm hoping so, they're not brown they're... and crispy, are they? Because um, it was a... No, they're not. They're kind of like a, a, a light yellow color. Got it, but okay. I, on one of them, where it says 10, it says across the top, two years after... The ratification of a yep. treaty of peace between the Confederate States and the United States. Those people are still waiting for their money. Okay. <laughs> well, they're waiting for their useless paper, which is what they would have got, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much. So we're going to put you on hold and see if yep. we can get you guys connected off of okay. the show, or at least you'll have yep. some information. You can call them again with new details. But authentication is a huge deal there. A oh, $500 yeah. bill. Is that normal? I don't know. Yeah, no. But that'd be, have I seen a $500 bill? There wouldn't be many bill? of those made. Okay, yeah. and I have to check it. But the ones and twos, they got a lot in fives and tens. Five hundred. I'm trying to remember. I think there's well, only about a, ten of them made. That's what, what I was saying. Yeah, because it'd be such an extraordinary amount of money, right? Like, so how much would that be worth? Okay, Bogart, uh, you know how much I don't pay you. Five hundred dollars yeah. from 170 years ago. Yeah. Or, what am I talking about? More than that? I mean, come on. That you're. Who knows? That's, yeah. yeah. In 1820, in 1820, which is only 40 years before this, a soldier's pay was two copper pennies per day. <laughs> Two. So every time you think that I'm cheap, Bogart, think about those guys who are risking their lives and getting shot at for two pennies That's a exactly day. exactly what I want to think about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or a dime a day used to be the old soldier pay, but it'd be actual silver, right? So whatever oh, yeah. that would work out to well, be. Not in 1830s. No, no, no. no but no. I'm just saying in general, they'd say a dime a day. So what would be the la- like, last one that's known? Is that even known, the $500 bill? Oh, no. I can check it. I have to see it, authenticate it, and I'll find out who made it, what print it. And there'll be variations between. One note can be worth $500, the next one could be worth $20. Yeah. they made a lot of them. And American historians are, I mean, every detail about that war is pretty much, uh, you got to remember, like, when you go, oh, well, the South and the rebel flag and all that, like, why would anyone ever honor them? And I always tell people, the reason is, their kill rate from the South to the North was two to one. So you can imagine, like, the Union soldiers, they win by attrition. They're dying at a rate two to one of the South. They're better soldiers, better yeah. better marksmen, better everything. And they're way, they don't have anywhere near the organization of the North. But that's why people will, will revere them. That's why you look at like Robert E. Lee. Well, why do people yeah. like that guy? Well, he's lured into a war, right? He didn't feel either way, but he had an obligation to his hometown. Yeah. Great soldiers. They lost, but they were great soldiers along the way. So that's why Americans want to celebrate them. It's not because they're like, uh, I know. They love the rebel flag. No, no, no. There's so much history there for military history, right? We're definitely going to get in trouble for this show. <laughs> well, we're talking about a lot of controversial wars, but I'm just saying Sorry. that, so to take the perspective of the historian, well, why would they want to yeah. honor any of this stuff? Well, this is why. This is also their heritage, right? Yeah. So, uh, our next caller is going to be uh, Joyce in Scarborough. Joyce. Hi, hi, Paul. I, um, a friend of mine, uh, her sister lives in the UK, Okay. okay. And they're going to do a house clearing. Now I told, like they've they've got everything. I told her about the Ainsley and Paragon teacups. And but do you have any colleagues similar that do the similar work that you do in London, England? Don't Bogart. you guys go there every weekend, basically? Bogart, time for a road trip. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. If you know what she's got to do first, if she can send me, they have uh, send me some pictures. I get an idea from there and tell her what kind of stuff and how much time and effort is involved with this. Um, it depends on because sometimes over there, old over here, 
is 100 years. Old in the UK, like our house in, 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 in Ireland is 700 years old. I mean, that's the house we used to own. Yeah, but when you say take pictures, you got to tell them, like, you know, take pictures of everything. Because you might not know something has value. You just got to yeah. take pictures of everything in the house. Yeah, just take a bunch. You know something? If they take 20 pictures, I'll have an idea and I'll say, here, keep on going or don't go with this. And I'll want some close-ups and stuff. But I can help a little bit that way. We can if, also go out there. But you don't have any... Um, similar colleagues that do what you do. Uh, there, there are people over there, and I'm going to give you the same advice I give everyone in Canada. Get two appraisals. Get two... two what uh, about auction houses? There are auction houses over there. Now, that's why I'm saying, okay, depending what she's got, you don't want to give uh, a $200,000 painting to your local auction house there that might only get $50 for it. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's sent... Um, pictures like um, wall hanging pictures to the auction house those are gone but all the other stuff you see she I, got cherry picked ah uh, see I talk about this on houses when okay I'm gonna go give me one minute here what you want to do you either want to get the whole thing done but if someone comes in and just cherry picks the top part off what you end up with is the bottom part Okay, and that's the hard part to get rid of. You need someone who is going, like, we do whole houses. We take the good and the bad, and the bad will take care of it. We take all the stress out of it. Okay? Yeah, they'll come in, they're like, oh, look at that. Yeah, that's just your best piece. It'll only give you 50 bucks for it, what could be like 100000 Yeah. No, but I don't, but we, we call it in the, in the industry, we call it cherry picking. Like, if someone comes in, you got Two, you got 50 cups and saucers. They take the $500 cup and saucer out and they give you $10 or $20 for it and they leave you with the rest. That still leaves you with a problem. If you're looking to sell and you're downsizing, you don't need stuff left over. You want to sell it all or sell most of it. Okay. She would be well advised. If she can send me some pictures and you can send them over to my website, I'll pay particular attention to it. You can call me at my store, say, Paul, have you seen this? And then I can give you a little bit of advice either way, one way or the other. Okay. It's kind of the same thing. Like, even if you're doing it in person or on pictures, you have a rough idea of what, like, the whole household, yeah. like, you know, scheme is. But I'd love to go. You know, some a road trip to uh, whereabouts in no, England? You don't, you don't take a road trip to England, you fly there. How, where in England is it? Right in London. Perfect. I've been there. So we, we can go. We're a fan. In there. Send us some pictures and we'll go from there, okay? Thank you very much. You can click a picture with your phone and send yeah. it to uh, uh, sales at torontogoldsilver.com. So just get out your cell phone, take a quick pic, yeah. and just send it right to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. And hey, it's Doug from Burlington or whatever details yeah. you want to add. And then you get as many eyes as you can. Yeah. Your network of people who obsess over yeah. every little detail, they can tell you much more about it. Uh, our next caller is going to be Vanessa. Vanessa's calling from Ajax. Vanessa, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and what do you have? How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, How are you guys great. doing? I've listened to you every Sunday, mostly when I'm heading home from church, but not being able to call. But today I didn't nice. know, so here I am listening to okay. you again. Well, you didn't go to church today? No. Uh, no. <laughs> Was it the holiday? You're playing hooky? What's happening? <laughs> okay. Okay, so um, what I have, I have several fantastic items. I have, but the most important one that I call about not that I really, really want to depart with them as yet. It's the, I have six sets of uh, cup and saucers, the love story. I know. Uh, German ones? Love story German? Lots German, of gold? yes, and they're all numbered. Okay, I know yes. them. And um, I have the chairs to match. 
for, uh, you know, surprisingly. The little chairs? Yeah, the real chairs. You mean like adult size human chairs? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, and you've done, That's they're crazy, done in petty yeah. point? They're done in like an Obasan or a petty point? Um, hey, you guys got to slow down. I have sorry. no idea what's happening right Okay, <laughs> needlepoint. You know how you, you needlepoint. Yeah, apparently, yes. I think that's... Like crochet that's type of stuff. Finishing. Okay, sorry. Around, this is another thing about the Saturday Evening Girls. Back in about the turn of the century, a lot of people did needlepoint, where you get one of those pictures, and it, they would be like... Ten, uh, like two feet by three feet, they would take several hundred hours of to do work. Okay. okay, and you know what I'm saying. And but they also did chair covers or, or needlepoint. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's flowers. To do the love story thing would be kind of cool. Um, well, they are. <laughs> slow down. Back up to the love story thing with the cups. Explain that. What is all this? Love story is a scene of a man and woman. And with some flowers and decoration around it, and exactly. in, in the china, there's a lot of gold and a lot of uh, kind of a I think it's a light green, or sometimes it can be a blue. Okay, they okay. have different covers on. The, now, uh, lots of, yeah, mainly made in Germany, Maybe. but very collectible. Okay. Uh, now, yours will probably say made in Western Germany, or is it the same Germany? Well, I have a piece that made in East Germany. Okay, they made Ooh. it there too. Okay, something else that which is another set of another yeah. set. Okay, I'm hearing all and, good uh, things. The the B uh, what is written on the cups and saucers are B A A R I A. Okay, uh, made in Germany. Okay, and they're numbered. There's different sets here. The East German will not sell as much as the the West German. Why? Stuff. Just because um, it generally wasn't the same kind of quality. I was just going to say, if you look at the cars that came out of East Germany. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. No, but the Triband versus Mercedes on the other side of the wall? It's unbelievable. Yeah. The love story will probably still sells. I used to love this stuff. It's easy to sell um, and still collectible. Probably between uh, 65 and $75 a place setting. The chairs, I don't well, know. I have the, the side plates. Oh, you have, the, you have trios then. Uh, no, I have six side plates. Okay. Uh, six uh, teacups and saucers yep. setting, and of course the love story chairs. Okay. And that's the, the that's the size of the love story. <laughs> yeah. Here's the the real shame about the chairs is that even though I know a lot of work went into these, and I have the same problem with the pictures. I was in a house uh, earlier on this week that they had beautiful uh, needlepoint. Beautiful. I mean. Stunning stuff, different subject matter, not you just your plain flowers and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And um, and even I have one in my booth at Southworks. It's uh, it's a bunch of, uh, it's an old herring print of dogs uh, in a hunt. And I can't get $150 for it. And it was literally 300 hours of work. And it's in perfect condition. So even the chairs, they might go in today's market 50 to $75 each. Uh-huh. Maybe you might get a little bit longer if you put them into a consignment store and they appreciate it. Um, but if you're looking to sell them right away at auction, uh, twenty-five to forty dollars each probably, and maybe more because if you have the right two people or wrong two people at the auction, you'll get your prices. Okay. Now, what's the price on the cups? Right. The cups and saucers are between uh, fifty-five and seventy-five dollars a trio. A trio. Uh, a trio. Perfect. That's a cup and saucer and, and the side plate. Oh, what? So every single one of those? Yeah. Why? Wow. Yeah. Well, no, they're, I'm always shocked at they're this still stuff. desirable, and, and especially if all the gold is in good shape. You know, the only thing you oh, can't... they're in excellent shape. <laughs> you don't have a dishwasher, right? If you put these in a uh, dishwasher, no, it doesn't... No, hand-washed. Hand-washed. 
See, this is old school. At least she still uses them. I'd be terrified to use and, them. Uh, well, okay. So the point is, I have several things that um, okay. quite possibly you would be of would be of interest to you. However, I'm not quite ready to depart. You're them. not good for me then. Okay. okay you have now, to call me when you're know. ready. She, if she's okay. tantalized and she goes, do I want these cups and saucers or do I want a trip to someplace, some beautiful destination this well, winter? Well, no. The, 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 my point is, is that my children, they are not interested in traditional stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're kidding me. <laughs> you know that I had 200 sets. I literally owned yeah. 200 sets you know, of China. They're not interested in fine China. <laughs> yeah, no, they went, to, I, they went to big box stores and bought China, and I would have given them my sets for free. Yeah. Okay. No, you char- well, were charging me. Okay. <laughs> now, with respect to uh, silver, yep. I have a mixed bag of silver here. I have real silver, and I have silver plated. Okay, now that's what a perfect segue. On silver plated. Uh, items. Okay, here's my segue right now because every week I have to give this is my price of gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Okay, right now in silver plate sterling, we're paying around fifty cents a gram. Okay, this week, okay. and in coins, we're paying for every dollar in coins, we're paying approximately ten dollars and twenty cents. Right. Your 10-karat gold, I'm going to get back to your answer in a minute, don't worry, but I want to give this while I have a chance because we run out of show before I run out of information here. 10-karat <laughs> gold, I want people to copy this down, we're paying 17.72 at today's prices. 14-karat, we're paying 24.81, and 18-karat, we're paying $32. If someone's into a shop and they're paying you less than this, I'm I sorry. want you to do that. Okay, Ben. Ben. No, I'm laughing because I just don't think the average person goes, they know the price per gram. What uh, what I distill from all of that is that you're very honest and your prices are very competitive. Trust Paul, yes. But I want them to call. But Of course, of course. Your silver course. plate is only going to be worth around, if it's on copper, it'll be worth around $3 a pound, three three ten. On non-copper, which is your copper nickel and stuff like that, we're paying around two twenty-five. Okay. But well, it's not a lot, but we don't we do not care what it looks like. We're crushing it. We don't care how much you have cuz we'll take more the better. But if you're if you don't look sound like you're ready to get rid of it yet, so you're my you're not my ideal client yet. Oh. <laughs> yet. Well, I, I would because I, as I said, I've listened to you several times and uh, I heard what you've said about silver like you, you know, the silver plated you crush them up and Yeah, we do the well, same well, with the sterling. Not, it's not only that he crushes oh. it up. I think uh, your uh, other options are zero. Yeah. You're the only I one have doing many it. Many of my things on uh, pictures, I've taken pictures of them. So, okay. and I've passed your uh, Young Street store several times. Is it okay? If I drop in and just show you. Yep, but you have to make sure I'm there. Silver plate and sterling, they'll do on the spot. There's no appointment necessary ever. Uh-huh. If it's cups and saucers, they will just look towards the sky and say, Paul's got to be here to see this. Right. And, but and silver plate, gold, costume jewelry, watches, we have a gentleman who's there all the time who knows more about it than even me. Okay? Okay. And I know a lot. Well, you know what? There's so many stuff I have here. Okay. That it would be, uh, are you going to be in this area at any time? Uh, what area are you in? Ajax. I'm in She's Ajax. in Ajax. I've lost a bet and had to go out to Ajax once in a while. No, I go out there. I'll be going out there probably next week. Today, uh, later on today and tomorrow, I'm going down to Niagara. Okay. Um, I'm hoping to go down to Niagara. Um, and Ajax will probably be next Wednesday or Thursday. If you call my store on Tuesday because we're not open tomorrow, okay. give me a call and uh, maybe I'm out there because I have to go to Scarborough. 
And Ajax is near Scarborough, right? Yeah, yes. I'm it's, kidding. Uh, one or two <laughs> cities over. <laughs> yeah, generally. Thanks for your phone okay. call. Our next caller is uh, Michelle in Guelph. Michelle, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Michelle? Hello? Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. How are you? Pretty good. What do you have? I have some Belik, that Irish Belik from my mom's. Okay. So I don't know. Is that worth like anything, yeah. the Belik? Yep, it's uh, great stuff. It depends on the mark. It comes black mark, green mark, brown mark. You have to look on the bottom. On these here, that'll all depend, and it depends on what shape you've got. You've got Nautilus, or you can have the uh, Shamrocks. So it's I actually have to, yeah, I have to see it. It depends on how many pieces you have. It's definitely, it's, it doesn't have the same value it used to, but it's still collectible because it's fine Irish china. Wait, okay. so what is the dot on the bottom? That'll help give us some more ideas. Um, on the bottom of one of them, sorry, I'm not at home, but I got pictures. It says it's green and it's bleak Ireland. Yep, that'll be that'll be later stuff. Okay, what do you mean the dot the, is green? No, no, the mark is green. Oh, okay. They gotcha. actually changed it. This is where I, I try and go in with people. I tell them like if they've got Hummel figures, you know the old Hummel figures. Mm-hmm. They the mark changes over the years. If they have a little B on it, I can say that's made in 1951 to 1955. Mm-hmm. With the Belique China, if we see the color of the mark, we can say, yes, this was made in 1940. And some people only want to collect, which is weird, they only want to collect brown-marked Belique. That's all they'll collect. Sure. They want it all matching. Even though, if you don't flip it over, you can't tell the difference. They'll know. They'll know. They're the collector. What what was the price tag you said on that generally? Oh, Belique's around $45 a cup and saucer. Wow. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zuma Radio, and our number is 416-360-0740. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live at the beautiful Zoomerplex. And our phone number is 416-360-0740. If you want to get in touch with Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny after the show, you want to have them look at your house or you want to bring things to their store, the phone number to call is 905-737-GOLD. That works out to be 905-737-4653. The address of the store is 10,341 Young Street. That's in Richmond Hill, just just north of Major McKenzie. And the address again, 10,341 Young Street. Our next caller is going to be Barb in Toronto. Barb, good morning. Hello, how are you? Pretty good. What do you have? I have another job. I'm not at home right now. I'm lo- I can't quite uh, make her out. Sorry, Barb. Can we get you closer to the phone? Or? I'm on the cell phone. Yeah, hardcover, um, autographed. I'm still struggling. Miranda. Are you guys getting this? Oh, yeah, no. Carmen Miranda. Autographed? Okay. 
I've got this. On um, yeah, what is it then? The Carmen Miranda. She was a singer in the forties. Um, I, when I think Carmen Miranda, I think of a, uh, a hat full of bananas. I don't know why. Carmen Miranda. Okay. Okay. I'm just thinking about this. But her autograph will probably sound. Ah, is that? Is on a photo or is on a cut? I'm googling this. On a cut. On a photo, it'd be worth it's more. It's a hard cover. Um, I guess it was one of the shows years ago. A program. Pardon? It would be on a program. Okay. On a common Miranda, this is a game, this would be worth around $150 to $250. They can go a little bit more if it's on a photo. So okay. I'm at a loop. I don't know anything. Carmen Miranda, I just Googled, she died in 1955. Okay. She was like a singer, yeah. performer, comedian. So but any, you're right, bananas on the head. That's what made me think of it. Yeah, that was yeah. you that said that. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's the collector market for her? There are people who collect stuff out of the 40s. People are trying to, people, are, I know you don't mind because you don't smile. But people are trying to collect <laughs> stuff that makes them smile. Ah. They remember Carmen Miranda when they were a kid, and they want to buy it, or they they collect all sorts of singers, and people want to buy stuff that makes them smile. They got they got enough other troubles in this world. They can get if you can buy something for one hundred seventy eight dollars and smile ten times around it. That's not a bad deal. It really yeah. isn't. Okay, seventeen eighty per smile. <laughs> so, I hear what you're saying, though. I hear what you're saying. Our next caller is Marion. <laughs> Marion is calling from Barry. How are you? Fine, thank you. What do you have? Um, Barbie dolls in original boxes. I think they would be 60s. Uh, one is Baywatch, complete with uh, the um, dolphin and all the gear. And the other is Ocean Friends with baby Kiko the whale. Now, that's not, that is a Barbie. That's 70s, I think. Is it? Oh, it's that late, is it? Yeah, right. I'm going this, to check. This market is almost entirely accounted for. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever price you'd pay, we we can pretty much tell you the price per week because every Barbie, they have yeah. catalogs of what they're worth. You know, all the most expensive things are like an accessory. It's like the jewel in a blue high heel that was yeah. that was issued in 1963 in a rare set in Argentina, right. and the shoe had a crystal, but 50% of them fell out during production, so if you have one with it, that's worth $12,000. Oh, yeah. my. It's a weird... It's yeah, not weird. It's just market. everything's accounted for. Yeah, There's right. nothing about Barbie that people didn't appreciate from the moment it hit the market. Therefore, only the finest stuff gets top dollar. Well, the right. 1959, the early stuff... Now, this is a scene that I don't want to admit to us doing, but you can tell how old a Barbie is but on its rear end. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it'll have no. 1950... Sure by the box. <laughs> yeah, now, you, you don't have to open your boxes to find this out. You can do it by the box. But if people out there have a Barbie from 1959, mm -hmm. and, and some are made in Japan, whatever they're made, the different marks, they can go up to five and $10,000. Wait, 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 do you? what do you see on the butt? Well, what? this is the real bad thing. But we, we, Myself and Bogart and my nephew... Don't put me in with this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have proof that we were actually doing this, but we knew there was something wrong with this because we are sitting with a bunch of Barbies with magnifying glasses looking at their rear ends. Wait, wait, so, right? so you're saying the actual date does appear? Yeah. Yes, it does. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Now, you have bendable legs, but on the it'll say 1959 of a copyright, and then it'll have a country of origin. And you'll be able to tell by the mark by what year was made. Anything in the early 59 to 63 is extremely collectible. Mm -hmm. If you have the clothes as well, but this is the way to verify it is on the mark on the back, and you can tell by the face. 
But the face is just your first, okay, you look at the face, now should I look at the rear end? I mean, Mm -hmm. this is something a guy shouldn't be saying, but this is how it's all determined. It can actually, it's like looking at a coin and it'll have the date on it. This has got the date right on there, okay? So, but your stuff, now, I'm not suggesting you ever take it out of the box because no. you'll be able to get yours just by the box. There, there go $30, $40 in the box. Right. If you've got an original Barbie in the box from Okay. <laughs> the the whales don't sell nearly as much as the Barbies. Okay? Yeah. The good news is the good news is uh, the Barbie market is so. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't want to say it's like a nonstop, but they do know this market very well. Yeah. You, you there's all sorts of online cat- catalogs. You can line right. up the serial number, and they'll tell you it might only be worth seven eight bucks, but yeah. that's what yeah. you'll get for it, and it's a strong enough market to pull it. Yeah. I mean, right. Barbie is one of those rare things where everything is accounted for, other than. Stradivarius violins and mm-hmm. and the Ferrari 250 GTO. Yeah. We don't know where every one of something yeah. made ended up, but Barbie is one of those things yeah. where we do. Yeah, it's been yeah. totally recorded. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much, and thank you so much for your program. Yes, thank, absolutely. Hey, thank any final thoughts? Will we wrap up the final? Yeah, I couple still need here? someone to help me with my dolls. I have all those. Sorry. Oh, I just... Uh, no, I know. Now that they that know again. the work is with a magnifying glass looking at Barbie No, no, butts. no. Yeah. We've done that. All the Barbies uh, are gone. We, we, we actually sat there and we looked at each other and said, we shouldn't be doing this. We sold all the Barbies one lot. Okay. Someone got a good deal. Yeah. But I have a number of bisque and porcelain dolls from about 1870 to 1930, 1940. Did you say bisque? What's bisque? A bisque. Bisque is like a... Isn't that food? Is a non, yeah, is a non-glazed uh, china. Okay, and that's where you have that like uh, soft face, soft pink face on the dolls. They made them out of bisque, and they're made in Germany and in France. And then there's also porcelain dolls. You can that uh, it'll be a porcelain doll, just the head, and the rest of the body will be made out of cloth or wood and stuff like that. But I need help because I want to know if they're original. If they're the original clothes for it, I have to clean them, ID them, and I'm willing to pay. More than I pay. I asked Bogart to so do it. you need it. a doll no. expert is what you're looking I for? I need a doll expert. Can't I also, find that in the Yellow Pages. No, no, and it's just, uh, or close by. And I also need someone to help with our listing. We're still looking for people, you know. Well, sorry, with your listing? Oh, listing items online, yeah. Listing items online. You've Mine. been very generous to our audience, employing them to do all kinds of work. And, uh, and uh, So now you need a doll expert and you need somebody proficient enough to take a photo and list something for the store online. Yeah, that's easy work. Plus... This week coming up... What do you pay? Tantalize me. Well, I'm paying $15 an hour. Plus bonuses? Don't tell Bogart. Plus, plus breaks? Don't tell Bogart I'm paying $15. <laughs> All right, so plus good. Bo- so no. how do they get in touch with you? Same way they get in contact you, with on, you for any other item. On the store. They're yeah. going to call the store, 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. You can also visit the store. It's at 10,341 Young Street. 10,341 Young Street is just north of Major McKenzie, right on Young Street in Richmond Hill. Yeah. And I want people to come in. Like, right now we have some time as well. And, like, today I'm going to be down in Niagara. Someone can call me. They got my cell phone at 647. Oh, my God. All right. 298-8989. Give it again because some people go, oh, oh, if he's coming to Niagara, I've got some stuff. I'll call him right now. What's the number? 647 
298-8989. No, I'm going to turn it on in a so minute. So you're on your way to Niagara right now. If you're on the way and you think it's a pit stop, say, off the QEW. Yeah, if I can zip in and zip If out, it's something okay. interesting, you're on your way right now. I want to go down and see That's those exciting. folks with the bar. They might be at the cottage right now, but those people last week with the bar? With I the still bar. Oh, right. They closed down an old-timey bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Anyway, special thanks to show producer Sebastian Hearn and Ainsley Moores. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.